Good morning. It's Nimish again, and you're listening to Radio Dil. This is I Am Gage presents Chota Business Badi Baat. Sanjay Ajate hain Thursday or Tuesday ko. Subeh 10 baje. He's very, very particular. He shows up here at quarter two and ready to go. So, Sanjay, welcome to Radio Dil. Thank you. Today is Badi baat, right? boss. It's Thursday. It's April 7th. You have 12 more days. And we are almost end of the week. I don't care about if it's end of the week. It's end of the year. <laughs> you have 12 days to left. 12 days left to file your returns. I don't know why it's called returns. Many both returns days for the giving. I know. When I was in first year of college, there used to be a packet of cigarettes. I'm sorry kids, you shouldn't be doing this. Then when I was in in the second year, it was a cigarette. Then in the third year, it was one cigarette shared by three friends. And then in the fourth year, it was the BD. That's the growth. That's no, w- w- would you call it a growth? <laughs> growth in your height, but not in your wallet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so let's talk about these things. That's good. That's Chota good. business, buddy baat. Sanjay, what, what do you want to talk about today? We are covering a very important topic today. Again, it's on credit, uh, but we are talking about more of that. Let me just talk about something. From our experience. So, in the sexy voice, we talk about money, we have to talk sexy. But have you had instances where you have paid late in any bills or defaulted any bills during your college times? Who? Me? Yeah. Never. Never? The biggest liar ever in the world. That itself is a deep one. <laughs> but I think uh, I was just thinking about this in my college days. Um, the, one of the things I be always my roommates used to default was the telephone bill and we all used to call so many people's offshore and back home in India uh, we used to always have massive bills coming over the months it used to catch up we used to be late sometimes we used to forget to pay it used to get added up it used to go into hundreds AT&T uh, Bell Atlantic those days, these guys eventually after 6-7 months, they give it to debt collectors. What we're going to be talking about is individuals and businesses, um, even businesses are owned by individuals. Going, coming through stress environments, going through uh, bankruptcies, coming out of bankruptcies, uh, or even before going into bankruptcy, I'm sure people default on payments, go for late payments. Uh, our vendors uh, send our bills to the credit agency. Before they send to credit agency, they send it to the collection agency to get as much as money possible back. Now, it's a good thing if they can collect it in good faith, but that's not what happens. Uh, you might not be aware of Minivish that collections are done through many stressed environments and the way they collect by, some of them do in a very straight format, but there are so many collection agencies who can literally mess up your life. People have committed suicide facing up to debt collectors, the way they threaten you, they talk about things and everything like that. Today we could discuss is a couple of things as to very important points that our incubator partner 
Mike talks about credit. I think we both had the good fortune of listening to him to the group of entrepreneurs the other day. And I'm glad that you taped a couple of segments that he has done. First is what he discussed, Nimesh, about fair debt collection practice. Fair debt collection practice. What is that? It is basically the uh, government mandated regulated on uh, debt collectors. When the collection agencies and the collection practices got out of hand, government intervened and they uh, regulated certain aspects as to how uh, under the law the agencies have, collection agencies have to format their practices in approaching a uh, potential uh, customer. All right, let's Mike speak for himself. Today we're dealing with a very important to topic, the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. Now this law was uh, amended in Public Law 111-203 Title X uh, 124 uh, stated in uh, 2092. It's important that I state this that those of you who would like to cross reference this information can know where we're getting these this information from. And what I'd like to share with you today is the fact that you have rights even if you're in debt and you actually owe money or uh, you have signed for maybe a credit card or uh, maybe a home equity loan or uh, something along the line and uh, you fall into default for whatever the reason is and now there's an attempt to collect this debt. Now debt collectors have to follow certain guidelines. Uh, Congress in passing this amendment to the law makes some very clear stipulations as to how these practices must be abided by by debt collectors. Uh, for example, there are things they have noted like abusive practices, the inadequacy of falling through with written correspondence and verbal correspondence uh, concerning collecting these debts. Uh, they've gone into a lot of detail as to what's available, uh, what they consider non-abusive collection methods. They talk about things like interstate uh, commerce, when you buy things in one state and the debt collector is in another state and um, goes very deep into the purpose of, of these practices and what they mean. So let me go through some definitions here for the sake of you who were not on a previous call. When we refer to the term Bureau for purposes today, we're referring to the Bureau of Consumer Financial Protection as the Bureau of Financial Consumer Protection. Communication is defined as any means of conveying information regarded a debt directly or indirectly to anyone through any medium. Uh, consumer here, of course, is referring to the natural person obliged or obligated to pay the debt itself. When we refer to the term creditor, a creditor simply means any person who offers or extends credit, creating a debt, or to whom a debt is owed. And such person does not include, of course, a person who is a third party or who the debt is actually transferred to. The term debt simply means any obligation or obliged obligation of a consumer to pay money arising out of the transaction 
in which the money, property, insurance, or services which are subject to that transaction primarily are for personal, family, or household purposes, whether or not each obligation has been reduced uh, to a judgment. And the last definition I'm going to give here is how you define a debt collected. It simply means any person uses any instrument or interstate commerce or mail in any business that where the principal purpose is to collect a debt, who regularly collects or attempts to collect a debt, whether it's directly or indirectly from anyone who owes. And really, there are very few exclusions here. So those are insofar as definitions. I know this part may be a little boring, but we got to make you understand how the law you know, really works. So let's talk then about uh, the things that debt collector can and cannot do. And we'll start with uh, some things they cannot do. For example, if a debt collector is trying to locate a creditor and they call, whether it's a house that they suspect, they first must identify themselves and state who they are and who they're calling on behalf of. And the only thing they can do here is specifically ask for the location. They're trying to verify a location. Um, they cannot repeat. They cannot state that the person owes any money or owes a debt. They cannot communicate with anyone in such a way as to imply that a debt is owed. They cannot send a postcard showing that you're a debtor. They cannot use any language that sounds threatening, emails or telegram that even implies that a debt is owed, even if the debt is owed. And so these are some basic things we want to cover. We're going to go into some more details in the next section. That's an interesting thing. Um, Sanjay, you take it and ask what else might can edify us about. See, actually, in this fair debt collection, what we just heard, um, it gives tremendous strength to customers to know what the government has mandated. Uh, what all things the agencies are, uh, what, they have, what they can do, what they cannot do. It is very important that if somebody is going to be threatened that you need not feel threatened. You can keep your composure before you take unnecessary steps. There is law in how everything can be approached and done. You too don't have to take law in your hands and do inappropriate things as a customer. Um, in the next segment that Mike is going to be talking about, is again, same things. These are rights of a consumer on debt collectors. Okay, so here is Mike. Earlier, I covered certain definitions as it relates to uh, debt collection and in, in particular, the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. What I want to do in this segment is uh, share with you some very vital information that you need to know. And that deals with how this information can be communicated by a debt collector. Uh, for example, um, a debt collector cannot just send any document out that's exposing a potential debt. It cannot. It has to be done in a certain way that it protects the integrity of uh, the debtor. They have to 
call within certain specific hours. For example, a debt collector cannot call your house after 9 o'clock or whatever your local time is. And in fact, if you state that you're at work at a certain time and you do not wish to be contacted, they have to respect um, your request. If the debt collector, for example, knows a consumer is represented by an attorney, that debt collector can no longer contact the debtor, the person owing that obligation, they have to speak directly to the attorney, unless of course the attorney feels to respond within a reasonable period of time, then they could of course go back to reaching out to the individual debtor. But once you tell them you have an attorney, they have to stop calling you and deal directly with your attorney. Also, a collection company cannot, as I mentioned early, go to or contact your place of employment if, even if the debt collector knows or has reason to believe um, that you work there and you have clearly stated that your employer prohibits you from getting such communication. So if your employer, you tell that debt collector that your employer does not allow you to take a call concerning debt or receive any correspondence, whether email, text, um, a written correspondence, they have to respect that. Also, when it comes on to third parties, without prior consent of the consumer, the debt collector cannot just pass that debt on to another collector or another entity without the express permission of the court. And these are important things that people must remember. Debt collector may not communicate in any way in the collection of a debt unless they follow these specific guidelines. Also, you as a consumer have the right to put in writing that the debt collector must cease contacting you. It has to be done in writing that you refuse to pay the debt or that consumer wishes the debt collection to cease without further communication. Now, here's some steps that you have to do if you want to go that route. Um, they, of course, will approach you, but you have to advise him that, look, you want this terminated. You has to also get notice that um, they will have to notify that they are going to attempt other remedies. Where applicable, the debt collector needs to also specify what these remedies are, and it cannot be done in a threatening manner. For example, saying that you're going to be locked up, or it's going to just affect your credit or they're going to make you lose your job. These are things if you are, have any sort of a harassment or abuse, you do need to contact us because these are grounds that you, we could take legal action to sue that debt collector, even if you genuinely owe the money. What are some types of harassment that we're talking about? Threatening words, threats of violence, Threat that they could harm you physically, that they could harm your reputation, that they could take your property enough of where a court does not specify that. If they threaten that, they use obscene or profane language to you. These are grounds uh, for a lawsuit that we can file against the creditor. If they threaten to put publicly embarrass you if you refuse to pay. Uh, if they threaten to advertise your property for sale without the court 
those are all grounds for a lawsuit that we will file on your behalf. So get, give us a call. Also, if they cause your telephone to ring or disturb other situations in the wrong timing, these are grounds for lawsuits. So give us a call. We're here to help you. A lot of information here, but we want to be able to help. Very interesting. You tell me, Sanjay, what, explain that to me. See, this is just a precursor as to what he spoke on the first segment to the what came up in the second segment, which that uh, there are rights for us as individuals. Uh, you cannot be approached by somebody by lying. Somebody cannot just wear a cop's uniform and show you a badge and say they are from a debt collection coming to arrest you. Correct. Uh, there are laws, as Mike was just mentioning, that if you tell me that I should not call you back, I cannot legally call that number to you again. Correct. If you are misrepresenting, which is going to come in the next session um, that we heard Mike talk to those people, um, there are so many ways of misrepresentation. That too is within these rights and laws, and you cannot uh, do those kind of collections. So, uh, shall we just hear from Mike what he has to say? Yeah, the, interestingly, he's also put some tips in the third segment, which we, I think we should have the consumers listen to. Okay, let's do it. <clears throat> Sorry, here is Mike. All right, we're dealing today with the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, and we're going into our third segment. Uh, we're covering things like Section 807, which deals with false or misleading representation. A debt collector may not use any false, deceptive, or misleading representation or means in connection with collection of any debt. Here are some examples. False representation could be the fact that uh, he is not bonded properly, he cannot imply that he's an employee of the state or any state. And if he uses a badge or uniform or facts that even suggest that they are a police or um, someone that works for the government, these are illegal and grounds for a lawsuit. So they can't come to you with a badge looking like a police badge to get entrance and to get information from you. Th simple things like that are grounds for a lawsuit. Other things are false representation. Um, they cannot ex uh, go outside and provide the wrong amount, the status of the debt, things like that. Uh, any service that repre represents um, some sort of compensation or implying that they are an attorney when they are not an attorney. Uh, debt collector cannot state that they are lawyers or attorneys. They must also indicate that in specific written language what they are trying to do when they're trying to do it and how they're trying to do it. You have a lot of rights under the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act that you are fully protected. Recently, in fact, there was a lawsuit uh, that went to court and the case is Bickens versus the law officers of Rubenstein and Kogan one. And the defendant basically claimed that the the when they filed the motion in court, 
that unless you notify this office within 30 days after receiving this notice that you dispute the validity of this debt or any portion thereof, this office will assure this debt is valid. Assume, beg your pardon, that this debt is valid. If you notify this office within 30 days from receiving the notice, this office will obtain verification of the debt and obtain a copy of the judgment and mail you a copy of such judgment or verification if you request it within 30 days after receiving the notice. Now that sounds good so far, right? The office will provide you with the name, address of the original creditor if the difference if different from the current debtor, uh, creditor rather. This is an attempt to collect a debt and any information obtained will be used for that purpose. This letter is from a debt collector. Now, you think that sounds good, it sounds all legal, but the firm left out one in two important words. They left out the words in writing. That alone is in violation of the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. And as a result, although they pleaded the case, the judge did not agree. The judge said they could, they argued that um, it, it would have been honored verbally. It was a verbal request for uh, validation. Therefore, it shouldn't materially harm the debtor. And the judge does not agree, says no. You've got to, it may not be word for word, but you must know that it has to be in writing. And just leaving out the words in writing, the judge felt that that could be prejudicial to the uh, creditor. So these are some things that you really want to know. Uh, some other good points here for you to consider. Uh, whenever you get any sort of correspondence from a creditor or a collection agency, you want to check the amount to make sure the amount is correct. They must state that the, who the name of the original creditor is and the amount that was owed. The third thing, uh, they want to make sure they state that within 30 days of receipt of the notice, you have the right to dispute that amount or any portion of that amount as a matter of fact to ensure that this debt is valid. And number four, they must give you a statement statement notifying them that they are actually debt collectors and it has to be in writing within 30 days therefore it gives you ample chance to dispute this debt to ensure that your rights are protected under the law if you get a correspondence and you're not sure please give us a call we're here to protect you our goal is to get you out of debt get your credit back and if you have credit issues give us a call because you do have strong rights under the fair debt Collection Practices that Act. Truly, is very, very alarming. Uh, you tell me, uh, and we have few minutes left, you tell me what's, how would you put it in uh, your terms about what Mike just said? Credit might be just for individuals, but this goes very huge in also helping small businesses because maybe small businesses are owned by people like you and me, individuals. I wish I could own a small business. You do. You own your position, so you are a small right. business. Um, it, it is very important for us in this program uh, to give strength to these individuals who are eventually the owners of their own domain and the businesses. Thus, it is very important for us to provide such information so that 
Their business does not get affected. Their business strength as well as their practices and processes stay strong. Folks out there, anything that you have, questions, call us, email us, let us know some problems that you're having. We'll have a free session given by Mike. Call us at 732-945-5721 or email us at iamadvising at iamgage.com. By the way, iamgage is spelled I-M-G-A-U-A-G-E. I am advising at iamgage.com. The telephone number is 732-945-5721. That is 732-945-5721. Sanjay, aapka bohut bohut shukriya. Aap Thursday ko or Tuesday ko subay pone das baje ajate ho. Today, I could not get you coffee. But next Tuesday, which is in about three days, I will make sure that the studio will have coffee for you. Thank you very much. Again, guys, if you have any questions on credit and credit related problems that you're facing, please call us, email us. You are individuals or business owners. Any problems, call us. Call us. It's a free call. If you have any problems, we'll help you out. 732-945-5721 is the telephone number. The email address is iamadvising at iamgage.com. You're listening to, or you were listening to, I Am Gage presents Chota Business Badi Baat. I Am Gage is a marketing company right here in Islin, New Jersey. Hamare se studio se teen mil dur hai. So if you're in this area, definitely get in touch with them and they'll help you out. Good day, guys. All right, we'll talk to you again on Tuesday at 10 a.m. right here on Radio Dil. Keep listening to Radio Dil. Dil say, Dil talk.